0: between the be podcast is the podcast for beautypreneurs all around the world i'm your host terry watson and i'll be sharing the ins and outs of my journey as a multifaceted makeup artist this is a space for candid conversations laughs and to elevate in all aspects of life thank you so much for listening and enjoy three Hey guys welcome back to another episode of between the beat podcast i'm your phenomenal host terry watson and i have an even more phenomenal guest julie Jules. she is a makeup artist based in la and um literally phenomenal i've been following her for a while now um i can't remember how i found you but uh i just know that you have phenomenal work and you work with phenomenal people so i'm gonna let uh julie
1: introduce herself so that we can get all the tea on who she is and what she does. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Terry. I'm super excited to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm originally from New Jersey, but I've been living in California for the last, ooh, I don't want to age myself. I've been living in California. This is since... safe space. It's a safe space. <laughs> safe space. Um, <laughs> since 2009. Okay. Um, I did not come here with the dreams of being a celebrity, award-winning makeup artist that was not yes. that Um, yes. I came out here just um, kind of on a whim mm-hmm. and I've always loved makeup, so that's always been a passion of mine. I didn't know that um, servicing people and being a makeup artist was a thing um, mm-hmm. until I moved to LA in like 2014. Um, and that's when my love really started. And I like re, restarted, I guess I would say I had a new yeah. love for up um, mm-hmm. because I found this new way to be with it. And um, yeah, I don't want to give up too much away, but yes, I'm living in Los Angeles. I love it. Um, Getting to work with amazing people who do amazing things and are Mm -hmm. beautiful artists in their own right, um, which I think is the the best part of being a makeup artist is getting to work with other artists in different areas who are equally passionate about what they do. Um, That is really something special to be a part of and um yeah that's neat. yeah <laughs> wonderful I'm so excited to have you on here especially because you know like
0: becoming a celebrity makeup artist is a pinnacle for a lot of um makeup artists it's like I am aspiring to work with like Issa Rae and um Tracy Ellis Ross and you know all of these like A-list celebrities and I really wanted to get that perspective on the podcast because I think that it's really important to know like you can dream about it, but to actually make it happen is two different things. And also that journey probably looks different than how you probably expect it. So um, you said that you loved beauty and you loved makeup, but you know, this wasn't where you expected to be when um, you moved to LA. So what were your expectations? Like what, what were you really striving for
1: before you moved to LA? Uh, that's interesting. You know, after college, It's a Mm -hmm. weird time that nobody really prepares you for, unless you're like an A student who like does internships and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like for us, I I know I didn't do an internship, so I completely understand. But it was like, I was just having them sign off. You know, I didn't do the real, I didn't know what it was going to be. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you're still in school, so you're kind of still in that, like, I'm getting taken care of mode, things are being done for me still kind of. Um, So I didn't know what I wanted to do. And that was, I think, a really scary time for me because um, Mm -hmm. living in LA, a lot of people at that young age kind of already knew what they wanted to do, Mm -hmm. or so it seemed. Um, And so I felt like, wait, what do I want to do? And that was the hardest part. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I knew I had got a degree in healthcare administration. I knew I could go work at the hospital. You know, but like when I thought to myself, "What do you want to do? What are you Mm -hmm. passionate about?" Mm -hmm. I had nothing. Gotcha. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. Um, And so it just so happened one day that I was staying at a friend's house um, Mm -hmm. with her at the time, and. One of her friends needed to get her makeup done and needed a place to be. So she was like, can you open the door for her? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. I had never seen anybody get their makeup done in my life before. Mm-hmm. And the makeup artist came with his chair and his light and all his makeup. Mm-hmm. He had every shade of MAC. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Um, and they were laughing and he was doing her makeup. They had drinks. I was, and I was just sitting there. Like they probably were looking at me like, why is she just like watching? Cause I was just in awe. Like, yeah. I've never seen that. And I was like, I want to do that. Um, So once I realized that that was a big weight lifted off my shoulder, but then came, Mm -hmm. then came the how to like the act of it. Yeah. 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 The act of it. Like, but it gave me a lot of comfort that at least I knew what it was that I was passionate about and what I wanted to strive for. Mm -hmm. Do you think you feel like in that moment, it just clicked for you? It just clicked. I was sitting, somebody, um the, her friend who came with her, who I'm still friends with till this day, he was sitting next to me. And I was like, I want to do that. Wow. You, you should do it. And so he's, you know, we talk about it all the time. Me and him, he's like, you, you did it. You, you He's like, I want more words for it, but yeah, you did it. Like, wow. And he was there from inception, literally. So um, yeah. it just clicked. It just clicked. But like I said, after it clicked, then came the bigger bubble of well, how do you get there? How do you get the chair yeah. and all the makeup and the da, 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 da,
0: da, da. You said I saw it all together, but now I gotta piece it together for myself. That's exactly. really beautiful. Cause you know, like for a lot of people, um, it's not that. It's not like where I'm six years old and I dream of, you know, working for, you know, whoever, Michelle Obama or yeah. whoever. It's just like for a lot of people it's, I'm figuring it out. And um, now I feel this passion or now I, I see what I wanna do. Um, Cause you know, for me, it was like, I never, I knew that I loved makeup, but I never really wanted to be a makeup artist. So being um, in a space that, well, I got a job at a kiosk um, at the beginning of my artistry and it was like, oh, like maybe I can make this happen. Um, But I mean, I I never really seen like a professional makeup artist. And I love that you got that exposure. So your brain was like, we can do that. You know, it just kind of clicks for you. I love that. That's really beautiful.
1: Yeah. And I I wanted to work at the counters. And I did after that, you know, I was trying to figure out my way in. So, you know, everybody was like, Mac was huge at that time. This is 2014. So Mac was like at its peak. Mm -hmm. Of you know people working there so that just seemed like and i was trying to get a a job at any counter i could and could not get one you know and i I was like maybe this isn't for me i'm like but but i said i wanted to do it so i guess there's got to be another way like Mm. that every time i came up against something like that it was like well we just got to figure out something else (laughs) Uh,
0: oh my gosh I tried for years to work at Max, Sephora, anybody that would hire me, Nordstrom, cause you know, they had a counter to uh, Bobby Brown, like literally like, please, you know? Um, and I remember, uh, like further into my career once I actually figured out that I can do it for myself I was talking to a couple of friends of mine um who had worked for MAC and Sephora um I don't know if you know Draco but um Draco, Shree Beauty, Marquise Ward Beauty I don't know if you know them yes but, Marquise yes Marquise yeah because Marquise <laughs> lives in LA and Draco does too yes um and they were like you don't need it like you've already, you've already been figuring it out and you don't need it, especially because it's mainly about sales. And I mean, obviously I didn't see the sales part. Like I just knew that I wanted to gain clientele and I didn't really know how to make that happen outside of a counter.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So this, it's good to hear like, you know, where paths kind of cross in that way. Like, you know, you experienced something so similar. And I think that's another point that I want to get to is like, Uh, when you're an entrepreneur every part of your journey just kind of feels really lonely like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know if I'm gonna figure it out but I'm gonna keep going so I want to know like if you had any moments where it was like I'm really struggling to keep going but I'm gonna do it anyways.
1: I had one last week. Um, <laughs> oh, I love. I love that everybody on the podcast is like, "Oh yeah, just last week." <laughs> yeah, just last week I had one of those. Um, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Yeah, um, you know, already living in California alone was a lot, and I didn't yeah. realize that, you know, because I was mm-hmm. younger, and it just felt like I'm by myself. But yeah. <laughs> that's that's not cute, <laughs> right? That's really not cute. Um, and I didn't come to California, you know, running away from anything. It was truly a pure moment of like I had an opportunity and I came, but with that came, you know, I no longer have family support. And it works both ways, mm-hmm. you know, family support, yes, you can have your family there. And but then you owe them a lot of time at the same time, mm-hmm. birthdays, holidays, yes. Sunday dinners, uh, <clears throat> you know, recitals, all that stuff that takes time from you that when you're an entrepreneur, you really selfishly can't do. Right. So in that aspect, it helped because it wasn't I always had the time. I always had I can get up and go and do anything. I can be there in 10 minutes. You know, I'm not obligated to anything. But then on the other hand, I realized that emotionally I have nowhere to go. You know Mm. what I mean? So I had to I had to figure out my resources, whether that's, you know, calling my family on the phone or having my friends here or having quiet days to myself, whatever it is that I need on that end, I got to mm-hmm. figure that out too, because that's a big aspect of being an artist. We give, 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 give all day. You know, we have to have yeah. something which normally right. you have family, you know, your mom's like, oh, I'm cooking tonight. night. Oh, I'm coming over. You know, you usually have those mm-hmm. moments kind of that just are kind of built in that I don't have. And I needed to realize that and, you know, make it a point to do things to, love on myself, make Mm -hmm. myself, you know, feel good for myself. Um, So it works both ways. And I see that. And I, and I, and I love that, you know, once I realized that, you know, instead of just feeling lonely, you know, curate those moments for yourself, curate those moments that you want to see. Don't sit there and be like, well, I wish I just did this. Yeah. That's what Mm -hmm. I was doing at first. I don't have Mm -hmm. anybody to do. Okay. Well, girl, you want to paint and sit then Tell your friends you want to paint and sip yeah. and have a paint sip at your house. Like, you know, start doing things to make you feel good as well, you know, because yeah. you know that you're having a lack in that area. Don't just keep mm-hmm. letting it lack.
0: Absolutely. Um, I had a question and it just left my head, but it's okay. Um, you were talking about, oh, okay. So here's my question you moved to LA from New Jersey, right? And um, you're going through like the motions of like, okay, I I think I wanna do this, I'm gonna go for it. What was like the moment where you felt like, okay, this thing is really happening and I am here. What, What moment felt like you arrived or has it ever felt like that?
1: Um, for me, I was still, um, once I decided I wanted to do makeup, I mean, I'm sure, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, Absolutely. you don't just get the client the next day, <laughs> you know, it, we would love that, but it doesn't fall out the side. So I was still working a nine to five. I was still working at the mm-hmm. hospital because I needed to make money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just came out of college life was hitting me fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I want to, I want a place to live. I want a car. I want to go out to brunch with my friends. All that requires a job. Um, so I was still working at the same time and it came to a point for me where, okay, I was working, but then like on the weekends I was taking clients and Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, mm, I want more and I want it to be more and I want it to be real for me. Um, So that moment where I decided you're going to go to work and then after work, you're going to go to work again because Mm -hmm. you want to make, you want to be a makeup artist and it's not going to happen with you taking clients just on the weekends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got to start networking with people. You got to start getting with people anytime that you have certain inviting models over to do, you know, tests with them and practice looks like you need to take this seriously. That's when it became real for me. That's when things Mm -hmm. started changing because I started putting real effort, not just like cute effort, like, okay, somebody's paying me. So I'll do it this Saturday. And no, Like if you're not good with a smoky eye, then you need to call three girls over for the week and get good with a smoky eye. If you're not good with uh, a red lip, it keeps bleeding. You need to call two girls over this week and figure out how to do that. You can't keep waiting for the moments to happen for you. You need to start going out and making them. And that may mean free work. You know, And that's why I have this this love, love, hate thing with Instagram, with, you know, building your career like everybody wants to pop out charging 300 and i, I hear you sis i want you to make money too but you got to be offering the kind of services that come with that price level you got to make Absolutely. sure when you do her a smoky eye better not be no drip okay from that 300 yeah. price that you're giving her and yeah. i didn't feel comfortable doing that because i wasn't there yet so i was charging 85 a face because that's where i was i was at 85 yeah. a face that's what i was offering yeah. You know, and so um, I tell girls that all the time who I'm mentoring, like you need to put the work in. And that that may mean, you know, you just having girls come over and do it. And they may not they may not that may not be the Instagram thing to do. That may not be the pop in thing to do. But that's what's actually going to get you there.
0: Yeah, that's like not the long term way to do things or it is a long term way to do things. I think for a lot of people, social media allows them to just kind of put a band aid on it, like, okay, if I can just go viral, then I have reached success, and um that's only a short amount of time for the success that you're expecting, and it's not allowing you to experience the full spectrum of success that you actually are trying to achieve um so yeah, I mean, that's another thing that I talk about as well, like with my mentees, too, it's just like. I know that you wanna have this like soft glam look or you wanna do red carpet or you wanna do editorial. But right now you're trying to transition from dramatic glam to that. And your ability to do that is based in your ability to practice. Um, so it's gonna be much more difficult because you already have this hand at doing it this way. And now you have to retrain not only your hands, but also your eye and your brain um, mm-hmm. And I think that for, that applies to everything in life, you know, like retraining your brain when it comes to like poverty and like where I come from, like, how can I become better and become more, um, when I come from this background or any, any facet or any element of life just kind of applies in the same way as like, I can't always be this person. I have to evolve
1: for sure. Definitely.
0: Yeah. I love it. Um, so I will ask, because you said that you had an experience last week where it was like, I'm, I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I want to know, like, because you are, I don't want to say self-proclaimed, but you are established as a celebrity makeup artist. Um, how do you work through the ebbs and flows? Because I think social media also makes it look like, looks like we are void of, Ups and downs, you know, because it's just this snapshot of what's happening in our lives and it doesn't give you the full view. So I want to know, like, in those ups and downs and those ebbs and flows, like, how are you managing and how are you pushing through? Or
1: if not pushing through, like, are you just resting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, as an entrepreneur, you're always looking ahead. Yeah. Right. You're never satisfied with the moment. The moment passed before you even got there. <laughs> as mm-hmm. soon as you got the booking, the excitement came and then you're getting prepared for it and doing all this stuff. So that, that moment leaves before you even take the client, it's already gone. So, um, you know, putting myself in the present moment Mm -hmm. and really letting myself take things in. Um, I'm really learning to, like, like you said, when you're learning new things, you got to bring them in and it takes time to, you Mm -hmm. know, get them together. But I'm, I'm learning to be really present Um, And I'm so grateful. You know, I I, I'm always remembering those moments in the beginning, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Julie, you couldn't have dreamed of this baby. Don't be like that. Like, you know know what I mean? So those are those are some of the things that helped me get through those moments. Um, But those moments are going to continue to happen because I work for myself. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I continually and I'm I work for myself but I'm a tourist. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: I'm like a perfectionist. I love goals. I love achieving goals. I love getting things mm-hmm. done. I love checking things off my list. I love challenges. I've, I've learned that about myself. I used to think like, why is it so hard for me? I actually like that. You know, I actually think yeah. if things aren't moving and shaking and making me nervous, I'm kind of not okay with that. I also don't mm-hmm. like being stagnant either. I realized.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so that's just a part of my journey, things that I like to do. So I've like I said, put those roadblocks in place, like being present and stuff like that. Um, But with constantly having to evolve, you know, I just had my first masterclass not too long ago in November. That was a totally new um, business venture for me in makeup. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am a makeup artist, but I never had a masterclass. So I had to put my business cap on. I had to put my host cap on. I had to put my marketing cap on. You know, I had to wear all these different hats that I'm used I'm not usually wearing, um, I'm yeah. also coming out with products this year in the new year. Um, mm. so that's going to be a whole different business venture for me. So it's, it's, it's scary, but it's exciting because I know that I'm breaking through on something new and I'm evolving, I'm changing. I'm not staying the same, um, within mm. my field. So, yeah. um, you'll have ebbs and flows at every level. And I've just realized, you know, it, it, there's not one sweet spot where you've made it. If yeah. you trick yourself into believing that, it's going to get hard because <laughs> you're going to be like, yeah. I made it. Why am I going through this? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, so just know that those things are going to happen. You're you're on this magnificent journey that you have to have a great story, you know, and you yeah. don't have a great story without ups and downs. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, what would 2014, Julie, say about 2022, Julie?
1: oh yes girl I knew it I knew we would do it I always believed in you because I did you know even in those moments 2014 was you know like the beginning day one you know you you can't see any of this kind of stuff for yourself you're just you're just going on I I hope you're just going on that you love makeup because that's what you need you need to go off of love first because it's Mm it's, it's going to get crazy. So it it, was, it was just love, you know, I've, I've always said like, people always like to ask me like, who do you want to work with? And who do you, Mm -hmm. it's, it's never been about that for me. It's always been about the love of literally when I pick up, when I start that setup and I pick up that brush and I know exactly what color to use, like that was the moment I wanted. I wanted to be an amazing Mm -hmm. artist that could lay it down. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm done, you like Bye, girl. Here's a tip: leave, gone, and I <laughs> get have out that. my house right get now. Out of my House, like I look ridiculously amazing. Get out, bye. Kick, like, and I have that now, and and I know oh exactly God. what I'm doing. You know, I and mean? even if I'm messing up, I know how to fix it immaculately. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Those were yeah. the moments that I wanted. I wanted to be a master at what I do, and that is the journey that I'm on right now, you know, I'm, I'm still yeah. learning, but that was what I wanted. It wasn't about the clients and stuff. And, you know, more so at that level, it became like getting to work with other people who are just as passionate about what they do. That's mm-hmm. what I take away from working with celebrities and stuff like that. Like people mm-hmm. who have been able to reach the pinnacle of their dreams. That's, mm-hmm. that's the beautiful part for me working with celebrities. That is
0: beautiful. Wow. Cause I mean, like I think for a lot of people, it's like, I want to work with Chloe Bailey or Zendaya, literally a list of people who they have their eyes on. Um, but being good enough is really the the first question is like, am I good enough to be in this space? And yeah, if you put your mind to it, but you got to first put your mind to it. Um, but th- I think that just helped me kind of click some things for myself. Um, I remember I was working with Marseille Martin and I had just bought a new... Um, pencil it was Patrick Ta and I didn't realize it was a gel pencil it was I thought it was just like a regular pencil and sometimes I use those on the eyes to like prep for the eyeshadow so I go to lay it on the eyes and it's just it's not moving like it's just like lines and I'm like in my head I'm like freaking out like what is happening right now um and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to take like a a little bit of lip gloss and I'm going to, you know, put that on the back of my hand, take a brush. I'm going to buff this out and we're going to do a glossy lid, you know? So (laughs) at that point, it's like this brown glossy lid and she loved it, of course. But um, I I think I did end up like putting a shimmer over it. So now it feels just like, you know, um, (laughs) yeah. yeah Yeah, it has some movement to it it feels ethereal and you know all of the things but I will say that that was a moment I was really proud of myself like it wasn't even like I obviously I was proud to work with her and you know her people but it was really the moment where I felt like oh I can I can do anything you know like (laughs) I can do anything at this point um so yeah I feel like that is a moment that we should be striving for because you know five years ago Terry would be like I don't know what the hell I just did, and I'm just gonna quit now <laughs> before I get too far. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me leave it now before I get too far because I don't know. I don't know how to fix it, and I mean that's like with foundation. Like even if I go to add a foundation that's too dark, I'm like, okay, we just got a little light concealer. And obviously, I don't run into those problems, you know, that much anymore. But it's like. Right. If I were to, I know exactly how to get up, get out of it. So that's really powerful to just say like you need to be striving to be the best and not just work with the best.
1: I literally candid moment. I hope nobody kills me for this. I'll make it quick. I okay. was going to do a client the other day. Um, and I forgot a bag at home. Mm-hmm. Sounds about I me. just got chills again because I'm like, this, this <laughs> could never happen again. This could never happen. I forgot a bag at home and it was, a, so I have a suitcase, I have, you know, the smaller bag and then I've got my light. So it was the smaller bag. And mm-hmm. if you're a makeup artist, you know that, If anything, you want that smaller bag because the smaller bag has all your detail. Like it has all my eyebrow pencils, all my concealers, all my like finishing powders, all my like, the big bag has like the big stuff, like, you know, foundation powders and I can get away with it. And I'm like, you don't have time to go home Mm. because she's on a time restraint. So you need to walk in like nothing is wrong. You need to do this makeup like nothing is wrong and it needs to look like nothing is wrong. (laughs) The whole way through the whole way through and I was able to do it like I had to it was like you you need to work like you've never worked before like it's it's not gonna be foundation concealer like you need to use things different ways you're gonna need to Mm -hmm. you know and when I got in my car I was like oh my god I made it lord jesus And I had another client after that. And I was like, I told her, I'm going to be 30 minutes late because I got to go get this bag, girl. I can't do this again. Oh, wow. Um, But just like moments like that, those are the moments like you were saying where I feel like, yes. Like, if if you didn't think you made it, you made it.
0: You made it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I tell my, um, uh, like my VIP um, students, like the ones who come in to learn how to do makeup, I always tell them like, you know, we're going to try something new only because if there is ever a monkey wrench thrown into your process, you need to be able to think critically through it at any point. Um, man, I can't tell you how many times I've left all my brushes at home and only had a beauty blender. Um, I know, and it's just like, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> um, for one up, like, when, I, when it came to the eyes, it was like, I didn't have any detailed brushes, so it was an editorial shoot, so I was like, okay, we're, we're going to make use of this glitter, so I like did her brow on the other side and I just blew glitter on the other side because I was just like, I don't know how else I'm going to do the eyes, So we're just going to have to make it fun. Um, but, you know, being able to adapt that adaptation is what it sounds like you are like you possess as a superpower, you know, moving to a new city, um, let alone a new state. And being able to kind of like plant your feet and stand in that is powerful. And I I would love to hear your thoughts about that in particular, because I know for a lot of people, they're like, I want to move to a big city and I want to be, you know, this um, esthetician or, you know, make a person in this new city. But what did that adjustment really look like for you? Because I know you said it was emotional, emotional and lonely, but what did it look like as far as like really like setting the tone?
1: Um... My first two and a half years in LA, I was couch surfing. Mm -hmm. I did not have my own place. At some points, I didn't even have a car. Mm -hmm. Um, It was not, it was not cute. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And Mm -hmm. it was really tough. And I had to take it one day at a time. Because if I look two days ahead, uh uh-uh. (laughs) <laughs> like,
0: you said I'm about to close my eyes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally. <laughs> like one day at a time. And, you know, a lot of that process was figuring out what I wanted to do, like I was saying earlier. Then once mm-hmm. I figured out what I wanted to do, then it was like, okay, well, I have to fund my life until I can make this dream even start to appear. So I mm-hmm. need to go get a job, a nine mm-hmm. to five. You know, a lot of people during that time, it was like, oh, no, nine to five. Like we we outside. And I lived in L.A. So everybody was already doing photo shoots and already doing things. And I was like, I want to do that, but I need to sit down right now. I need to sit down. I need to get a place over my head. I need to have a car. I need to have, Mm, you know, I need to be able to live first. I need to be stable before I even am able to go after this because going after a dream is going to take everything you've got. And if you've got nothing, well, then it's just going to take you. So (laughs) yeah. Every time. Yeah. So I had to get stable. You know, I went to work. Um, and when the the company downsized and stuff like that, and I was working towards, like I said, I was going to work and then I was going to work after that. So I was putting in time after work towards my dreams because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take not going out with your friends, It's going to take no vacations. I didn't leave California for like three years, (laughs) you know, because I was here. I was here trying to work. I was here trying to make it happen. It's Mm. not, it's not both. You know what I mean? Right. For a while, it has to just be one. It has to be you focused on making that happen. If I mm-hmm. used to have to wake up early. This was the Craigslist days. I would post my ad on Craigslist, like 10 of them, 10 <laughs> ads. So that I'm the first one there and I want to be mm-hmm. the first one there. So I got to wake up at six. I also want to get these jobs on Craigslist that they're posting. If you mm-hmm. wake up at 10 and the job is for 12, somebody who was up at 8 a.m. already got that job. Like you send it mm-hmm. in your application way too late. So you need to be up. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're not going to work that day, you still need to be up trying to work that day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's, that's insane. So (laughs) you planted your feet in LA, you're making moves. You eventually went full-time in what year? I went full-time in 2019. 2019. So, um, how long did it take you between 2019 and your Emmy winning? That was your two time. Yeah. That was only a year. Mm.
1: hmm. It was only a how year. Had how, that clicked to you? Until it does. It yeah. like, I get close about because. But the thing is, and people always like they do the math and they're like. Oh, and I'm like, you have to realize starting in 2014. So those four years where nobody was checking for me and nobody was trying to look for what I was doing. I was still out there doing midnight photo shoots with people and I was still mm. inviting girls over to my house and practicing. And I was still doing proms and I was still doing um you know my co-workers makeup after work because I remember when I did this girl's makeup in the bathroom at work like because she was going somewhere after work and I'm like we could just do it just stay here at work we'll just do it here and like yeah. <laughs> I was just that was that is what made me from 2019 to now be able to win two Emmys in two years and do all these things I put that work in wow. behind the scenes you know what yeah. I mean so that's what it is you can have a explosive year two like that when you Mm -hmm. are digging your feet in and planting down
0: yeah I I can agree to that for sure because 2020 was the year for me um I was working since 2017 or 2016 and 2020 it was like everything just kind of skyrocketed for me, um, in a way that I was like, Oh, I'm overwhelmed, (laughs) you know? Um, but I, I know that I'm, I'm supposed to be here and I know that this is a space for me. Um, so really just trying to stay focused in, even in knowing that it's for me, but it's happening really fast. And that's just kind of how it happens. And I think, you know, for a lot of people that overnight success is just, like you said, like it's, just what you didn't see. You just didn't see the other nights. <laughs> you <laughs> think that this night is the one that it took off for me, but I was actually here three nights ago too. Um, mm-hmm. But that's beautiful. So what uh, what did you win your Emmys for?
1: Um, I won my uh, their daytime Emmys for Work on the Real with Marcel mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And really, you know, another whirlwind moment that... that That's something you can definitely, I guess, dream for, but it's such a, it's such a small space that Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't recommend. (laughs) Like, you know, there's so much that has to happen. Let me say, I I can't, I didn't dream of having an Emmy because even the way that it happened for me, so many things had to happen. You know, Mm -hmm. my client had to get hired on the show. That's Mm -hmm. number one then out of all the makeup artists that she used, she has to choose me. Then we have to do a full season of amazing work. You know what I mean? Like there's so much that has to happen that it happened for me. It wasn't something that I was like, I want to be an Emmy award winning makeup artist. Like it was definitely a gift that was given to me Mm
0: -hmm. for my
1: hard work and my career. That's how I yeah. see it. Because if I sit here and lie to you and be like, I always wanted to win Emmys and I always knew what was going to happen for me. Like, it's a lie. It's a big, You're like, lie. I'm a, liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big liar. Um, yeah, those are just nods to my hard work. And there was a point in time when I was in LA in between jobs, I was doing mm. Postmates, Instacart, you know, mm. because I wanted to still be able to make money. You know, it's always still about being stable for me um and i was actually doing audience work um a roommate of mine was like yeah you can they pay you to sit in the audience at these shows and i'm like okay what bet like we can um we'll do that in the morning and they pay you cash as soon as you're done so i'm like perfect i'll use that for gas money so i can move my postmates and all that kind of stuff Mm. um and one of the shows that i faithfully went to was the real Mm. so i actually sat in the audience of the same show that I won two Emmys for. And I remember sitting in the audience and I remember when they would come and do touch-ups on them and I would be like, man, wow. No, that's crazy. I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to be like them. I want to be on stage. But not oh, with the man. feeling of, still not with the, I wanna be on this stage working with these people. That It was just like, I wanna do that. I wanna be an on-set makeup artist. And I remember, yeah. I, I was talking to my sister on the phone that day, like, I saw them. And she went and found a whole list of emails for all the people who worked in the hair and makeup department. And she was like, we should email them. And, you know, we didn't know how the process worked. We, she was like, you know, we from Jersey, we just, you just pull He'll up, you know, out right? <laughs> <laughs> you just, like e- you know, email them, see if you can like assist them or something like that. And I still have that list. And now to be mm. an Emmy award-winning makeup artist on that same show, that just shows me that all that sacrifice, all that you know, you doing what? You making how much? You audience yes. work, like, all that stuff that people want to look down on you for, and all the things that are not highlightable moments for people. Mm those could be the same reasons why you're crying for joy and feeling accomplished a few years later.
0: That just brings me like chills and happiness because she literally gave you a list that you're literally now a part of, you know what I mean? Like that is (laughs) quite literally mind blowing. Like you like say if somebody else is doing audience work right now, you know, and they're like, I want to do that. And I their be a sister,
1: director, I want to be a director. I want to be whatever. Yeah.
0: But imagine if their sister was like, hey, here's a list of all the makeup artists who worked on the show. And you're literally on that list. It's literally like mind blowing. Number one, to know that you kind of started there and you already had this view. And I think that's, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but that may have been your second like piece of validation. Cause I think your first one was seeing the makeup artist you know, you just kind of sat watching, observing, and that seems like another one of your superpowers is being able to just, like, see. And I, and at some point, make that a part of your vision, even if, you know, you, you had clarity or not. It's like, oh, I think I want to do that. Let's see what happens. And, you know, being able to, you know, see from the standpoint of an audience member, it's just like, beautiful to know that you are able to not only be in the spot of, or just like a different perspective, you know, like it's not, I'm an audience member anymore. I'm literally working on the show full seasons. And I can only imagine how intense that work is because seasons for shows, just like working with people individually, it can sometimes be a lot of work, but to know that I have a job literally is probably like twofold, like it's beautiful, but a lot of work I assume.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Thank that you is, for that. That is amazing.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It was, it was validation for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I never even looked at that. Like the way you say, like, I see things and then I make it part of, I never put that together, but mm-hmm. now that you've said that it, it does give me a lot of, you know, if I can see it then if it's being done then that means it can be done, it can be done and I can do it and I can replicate that. Absolutely. Yeah, and then I take is- it, and then I take it to the next level. Yeah, you know,
0: I'm not going to just stop there. Like, let's let's take it to the next level for sure. But this was amazing. I I love this space, you know, that I've created and having, you know, really amazing creatives like you on the podcast because i just feel like you know the podcast for so long was just me and to have another perspective is really what i was gunning for um so to know that you know now the audience gets to hear about a two-time emmy winning makeup artist that literally started from the bottom you know um and made it all happen like there was there were maybe a whole lot of things in the way, but none of the things were powerful enough to stop her. And that's really what I'm hoping that everybody gets from this this episode. So I really appreciate you for being here. Um oh tell everybody like where they can find you online, um, so that they can go do that. And like if there are ways to work with you and everything.
1: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at J Jules Beauty. That's J J U L E S Beauty. Um clients can book via dm i'm very personable come talk to me um and my email is there as well um and just like a little note that i want to leave i am still without an agent without a manager without a talent agency without a union Mm -hmm. um you better say that because that's always (laughs) the goal (laughs) without any of that I have none of those things and I've been able to have this really amazing career where I get to do really amazing things um so don't let any of those things stop you Mm -hmm. you know I know it feels like well if you're not in the union then you're not doing it well here I am here I am
0: in the flesh proud and confident yeah I love it well I appreciate you Julie this was so amazing um did you have any questions for me or anything like that um no this was really great
1: and thank you for putting this together um great show keep it going love everything that you're doing um you know you're really capturing your audience like that and that is something I'm working to do so kudos to you
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. Um, Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Between the Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Terry. Thank you so much, Julie, for being here and being a great participant because this was so much fun. Um, And we'll talk to you guys soon. Um, Have a great week. You keep it up, girl.
1: You're killing the motherfucking game, but I don't even got to say it because you already know that.